Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to All Together, the Family Science Insights Podcast, produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Dina Sargent. Now, let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. So managing finances as a family is never easy. Those tricky little expenses that sort of come across to the big expenses of school fees and school supplies and everything that sort of goes along while also managing to save for a house, save for something big for a vacation. It's always a very difficult thing when you have a family. So to talk to us today about managing finances and how important it is to manage as a family and communicate about the family financial situation is Zoli and Tony joining me from South Africa on a very early morning on his end. So thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Thank you, Dina, for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm very glad that we got to have you on, um, especially how early it is. So I definitely appreciate you joining me. Um, can you talk a bit more about how you got to interested in talking about finances? Because you're also a lecturer as well. Um, yeah, um, as I was uh, saying, um, yeah, I'm currently a lecturer now here at uh, Rhodes University. Um, but um, how I got involved with uh, personal finance, I actually did a, a financial planning qualification. So I think. Um, uh, that's where the personal finance uh, comes from. But um, it is later on where I then did uh, master's in financial literacy and then uh, um, now, uh, not now, I mean it was 2018 then uh, on financial socialization. So um, yeah, I think I think it comes from the, the studying, but as well um, connecting as well because I come from a family uh, raised by a parent um, and my PhD talks a lot um, around that as well. Um, yeah, so 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 the, there's also a background to it um, in terms of uh, the passion and um, as you know as well, um, I'm a certified financial planner. So, you know, <laughs> all of those things, you know, um, got me kind of hooked uh, in personal finances. No, because it's, it's really interesting talking about finances, especially as a family and yeah. trying to manage, like I said earlier, trying to manage all these little expenses that sort of come about and unplanned expenses that sort yeah. of just throw you off a budget or throw you off a financial situation that you thought that you were okay in. So it's great today that we're getting to talk about that a little bit yeah. more and how to sort of plan for those expenses while also being honest yeah. about the financial situation that yeah. the family is in and how honest that you need to be with family members as yeah. well. Yeah. So we're going to start off with a little icebreaker 
just a little get to know you and get to know yes. you as a person. Yeah. Um, so like it says, just share the first thing that sort of comes to your mind when I ask you these different questions and different topics. Uh, so the first one is a favorite genre of yours. Um, gosh, um, I I think, yeah. Um, uh, a genre would be, gosh, uh, I, I like, I'm more of a finance person, uh, motivational uh, books, you know, type of a person as well. So, so motivational books, um, more churchy type of, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so that would be, that would be, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I love self-help and motivational books. I feel like yeah. that is, um, it's amazing how people write things and how people find motivation in different ways that they sort of enthuse everyone else yeah. and how they motivate someone else into getting out of bed, into not caring about other people's opinions and go about life the way that you want to go through life. So it's amazing how important motivational books are. Um, yeah, um, definitely. I, I think as well, um, I get uh, inspired uh, quite a lot um, by uh, what other people do uh, in different spaces as well. Um, mm -hmm. um, I get inspired, for instance, um, by uh, what a soccer coach does, you know, and how young the person is and what they've achieved and all of those kind of things. And I, I try then to plug it into my life or the first what what in uh, a different space or first person, you know, to do this or and then I try to plug it into my into my own life and, and to take some of those strengths and see how can I use it uh, to move mm. forward. Oh, that's that's amazing. It's amazing how inspiring it can be as well. Um, the next one is a favorite movie of yours. Uh, yeah, you, you, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm very much of a, a comedy guy, but uh, I think yeah, uh, my my wife definitely doesn't watch what I I watch. Uh, she thinks uh, yeah, she yeah, I think most of the time she she doesn't get it. Um, so um, a comedy, um, 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 just you know some uh, comedy films. Um, um, uh, I think it's Daddy's Home, uh, with. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Farrell. I can't remember. Oh, Will Farrell? Yes, yes. I like his movies quite a lot. I'm a yeah. big fan. Um, and and stand up, it's uh, David Chappelle. You know, so uh, uh, I listen to his stuff quite a lot as well. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be it. Well, that that is a perfect answer. There is a lot of people on our team that love comedy and love stand-up and we yeah. joke about things that come up uh, that are coming out and it's it's amazing how um it's important how how cool comedy is and especially the last few years i think everybody's needing a little bit more comedy in their everyday yeah you know what as i as i reflect you know uh, from my upbringing my mother was quite a or still is a funny person to me uh, so I think the humor, you know, uh, uh, comes from there. And 
um, and 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 it, and, it, and it moves with you. That's a funny thing because I as well used it in my teaching, and I've uh, checked now. You know, I've searched before or researched uh, how people use a humor as part of teaching. So it's a thing as well. So uh, in terms of my teaching uh, approach as well, th there's a lot of humor that I try to plug in, you know, so that it's not a boring uh, <laughs> environment people yes, actually well, want to come. Yeah. 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 No, well, I wish that um, some of my old lecturers would be able to find comedy in, in some of their teachings as well. So that's great to hear. Yeah. Uh, the next one is a favorite podcast that you listen to. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, um, uh, the the big one here uh, in South Africa, I think it's uh, Mac G uh, podcast. If I'm uh, saying it correctly now, uh, that's a very big one here in South Africa. I mean, they almost now close to uh, a, a million subscribers. So, um, and then they are, yeah, then they are um, Mac G podcast and sure, I, I, that that's the biggest, but yeah. It's the biggest one we have here in South Africa, uh, uh, most popular. Um, and uh, recently now, I've also joined uh, one um, uh, from uh, this other professor that I like um, that talks about Africanism and, and uh, uh, Lumumba, you know, talks about Africanism and, uh, you know, Africanness. So I listened to, I, I started, uh, but that's quite, it's a serious podcast, you know. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. <laughs> tack, he tackles serious issues, unity, uh, corruption, uh, history. Yeah, so it's uh, that's a very serious one, yeah. Um, the, the other one, um, there's a masterclass by, um, uh, I don't know if you know him, Vusi Tembekwa is like an entrepreneur here in, uh, in South Africa, a big one as okay. well. So yeah, he's he's very motivational. Uh, I listen to his stuff. He's like excellent, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, there's a very three very big um, podcasts in South Africa. Then there must be it just must be popping everywhere. Then um, all of them, all of those shows. Yeah, I, I think you know um, for during lockdown. I mean, podcast wasn't a big thing, but during lockdown. Uh, this one uh, um, of uh, Mac G uh, uh, podcast and chill, uh, that's the one that started. And then eventually some of some of people can see now that you can have a podcast and make a living and all of that kind of stuff. And you can, you know, have some independence. And I, I think people are, are now starting uh, these, uh, these uh, podcasts and there's soccer ones as well. Uh, mm. You know, where they analyze uh, sports. So a couple of uh, podcasts are, have, have started up now um, in South Africa. Yeah. yeah, well, that's it's it's really cool to know that um, that there are podcasts that really fit every niche, every genre. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is a famous role model that you have. Yeah, I, I'll have to say uh, Vusitembegwa. I've, I've I've actually just talked about him. Uh, um, he's a he's a entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur now. Um, um, yeah, 
uh, started as an entrepreneur and now is a venture capital, a capitalist that he funds uh, uh, small businesses and uh, also teaches around um, how to be successful as an entrepreneur. So he's, he's quite inspirational, uh, the, the type of work uh, that he does, you know. And I'm very into work that is, you know, about helping uh, people and less about, you know, how rich can I become. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so for me, he's that type of person. Yeah, he's uh, successful and wealthy, but I think that comes after uh, the process and um, the type of work that he does and the value. Um, he does also public speaking international as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's, 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 he's very inspirational. Yeah, um, well, no, that sounds, it sounds so, it does sound very inspiring to know that there are people out there who are focusing on rebuilding communities rather yeah. than just building themselves up yeah. as well and really use their platform for it good use as well because yeah. I think that's important definitely uh, the last question is a favorite course that you've completed yeah favorite course um yeah I've, I've completed uh, some courses uh recently uh it was worse during uh um uh a lockdown I did a, a couple of courses um Favorite one, I did a business analytic one, uh, an entrepreneurship one as well. I think the entrepreneurship one was was very interesting. And I'm currently doing now a fintech one. Mm-hmm. Uh, exciting stuff, but uh, I don't know. I think maybe it might be difficult for me to, and I don't know. But I'm trying my mm-hmm. best on it. Uh, but I think the entrepreneurship one. Uh, thus far has been quite uh, interesting and uh, one of the other things that was quite nice about it they kind of allowed you to work on your own idea so at the end of the the course then you can download these mini uh, PDFs uh, where you've you've, um, developed your own idea I still have that I I think it's, it's a wonderful resource I mean the best thing I've ever gotten from a course that I mm-hmm. uh, finished it, but I've got this business plan type of a thing that I've developed as yeah. part of the course. Yeah, yeah, so that is very interesting. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very rare that you find a course that you actually have material that you can use for after the course is done as well. No, it so was... It, yeah, sorry. Um, it was very uh, practical. I found it really extremely practical. Uh, yeah, and 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 um, you know that stuff we we try now to implement here at university, and we see, you know, how far uh, we we can get with it. But with these things take time. Uh, but it was wonderful because I've got uh, like a blueprint, you know, stuff that you think about but never have time to work on. And now mm-hmm. this course forced me now because it was part of the requirements to work on all these things. And it, it's great to, to have that, uh, yeah, like a map. No, that is that is a really cool um, resource to, to have and to always keep with you as well when you're going through business or you're going through what to do next. Yeah. So 
You're joining me on the family show today and we're talking about family and not only the importance of family, but the importance of communication in different situations such as finance. Um, to start off with, I know that everyone has varying different um, definitions as to what family is. So to you personally, what is your definition of, or what do you understand family um, to be? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think, you know, when uh, <laughs> you're asking those uh, type of things, especially to an academic, uh, sometimes our definitions are very uh, book-like. Um, but yeah, I, I think family is, you know, uh, if, I mean, if you have uh, two people at least um, uh, uh, together, and uh, they, usually there's there's blood relations between those uh, people, or there's uh, an, uh, uh, a child, um, or um, in our case here yeah, in, in South Africa, um, we also have some some clan names as well, so. Family then extends quite, uh, you know, you then have a very large family uh, because uh, just because of, of, of the clan names that, that brings us together, then one can say uh, so-and-so is, you know, is a, this family as well. That's why we've got this um, extended family that is part of what we consider a family as well. But I, I think nowadays as well, um, you know, just having a, a child uh, in between two people or uh, marriage, uh, but a, a child, whether you're married or not, I think that constitutes a family unit because some people don't even uh, want to get married and, uh, and that's a family as well. <laughs> so so, so that, the, the, those different structures... Uh, uh, that we can call family now, but uh, yeah. So it it it. But but it's definitely different from you know if we were staying in one household, me and you. I mean that doesn't uh, constitute a family. It could be that we st we we stay in, in one uh, house because um, you know you're renting a space or I'm renting a space or uh, we going. It's a dorm or all of these other things. I mean. Students mm -hmm. live together all the time doesn't necessarily constitute a family. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you understand what I mean. Yes, no, no, yeah, I completely yeah. understand. I think especially when you are, you're talking about the idea of a community as well as a clan, um, there is that sense of community, there's that sense of family, yeah. um, there's that sense of a connection as well. And I think... Yeah. I mean, from what I'm sort of understanding is that that community is what creates a family and extended right family there. and even more yeah. extended family and just yeah. a group of family members. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think the other thing that's quite important, you know, is uh, those shared values. Um, and that kind of really brings people together and binds people together when you have that those uh, shared values, you know, uh, those belief systems that bring you guys together. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, th that's that's very, very, very important. And and that's why you can find people that say, uh, I don't consider so-and-so who 
uh, or I'm I'm not as close to so and so who's who has blood relations, but I'm more closer to so and so because you know the treatment and the belief system and the value system is also quite important. You know, obviously, <laughs> you know one cannot choose family, but um, sometimes it extends further than that uh, because of those value systems and 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 that belief system. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And what do you think the position of a family is in today's society? Yeah, I think I think family, you know, as uh, uh, as an institution is 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 quite important. Um, but I think you know sometimes uh, nowadays the traditional family that we used to know, uh, in the sense of um, you know, the married or, you know, or the dynamics within the families, the partners or whatever is happening within the family. Uh, some of those things now have changed um, when we when we start uh, talking about family. And I, I think as well, um, some people, as I've said, nowadays don't want to get married. So this idea of saying, you know, families are those uh, blood relations or who are married sometimes people don't get married and they have a child and they live together and that's that's definitely a family if you go to them you will see that this value system everything responsibility everything that happens in that household you can see that is definitely a family mm-hmm. uh, so so um yeah so um so a family it's, it, 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 it's still important uh, but I think, you know, dynamics changing, the culture changing as well. I think uh, sometimes a divorce rate um, and um, um, and um, we've got uh, Lobola here in South Africa and I'm, st- I'm thinking uh, dowry, that's what they call it. You know, that also, you know, affects, you know, with... Uh, uh, people marry or, or don't marry and, and all of those uh, kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, um, family is, is vital. And the research that I do now confirms that, I mean, there's just no way. Um, it's very important to have a family. Mm-hmm. And seeing as like the position that it holds in today's in today's world and the way we go through things, do you think that family still holds that same importance as it did, say, decades ago, such as 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, I don't, I, it's, 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 it's a difficult question because there's a lot of individualism now and there's a lot of, um, you know, need to move out and, you know, start on my own. So. Um, those type of things infiltrate uh, the family quite a lot. And as well, you know, looking for jobs and, you know, scarcity uh, uh, sometimes and going to different countries and all of these things uh, make families quite scattered. Um, for instance, there was one of uh, another goal here in South Africa was saying I had to leave South Africa and leave my family and go elsewhere because of uh, employment um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, reasons. So there's a lot of 
families are quite scattered uh, these days. Um, and I think in, in the past, you know, families uh, might have been uh, quite closer. But if you look at, for instance, um, um, uh, closer people or, or black families, uh, they've been scattered for a very long time. Um, and and, and it, it has an impact. Uh, family is important, and I think uh, it importance should stay like that, but society, you know, it, it has changed. Uh, the importance of family is, is just uh, less these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, it, should, it should be there because you will see certain things are very difficult uh, to, to even do yourself, you know, even when you say, I want to start my own uh, family without a, uh, a nice model of what a family unit is and uh, how does it work and what, what it becomes uh, difficult. And sometimes people don't even want to go into uh, a family unit and all of these things. But its importance remains very important, especially for children. Mm-hmm. No, I I definitely agree, and I think it's such a it holds such value as well. I think knowing your roots and knowing, um, I think when we're talking about family, you're talking about um, generations. You're talking about um, grandparents, and not just parents, but grandparents and uncles and uh, nieces, and that whole extended family. I think is such an important aspect of staying close to home of understanding our values and our beliefs yeah i i think as well you know we need to uh, note um that some you know don't uh grow up in a in a family uh, uh for reason out of of of, of their control um mm-hmm. and uh, there are situations like that uh in this you know world that we uh we live with in and um as I say, sometimes there's also that need that comes from you then to start your own family because you didn't really um, have one. And sometimes it's, you know, uh, you lose parents quite early or, you know, you just grow up in a, in a completely different situation. And uh, it's even difficult sometimes um, if we talk about opto- adoption, sometimes even to uh, track your lineage. Um, in terms of what we were talking about now, grandparents and where do I come from and all of these things. Um, so so there are, are situations uh, like that. Hence I said, you know, sometimes the value system also um, comes into place when you say, you know, I didn't really have people in terms of blood relations that I, I, I you know, can call family or uh, but the value system and how I grew up and how I was taken care of and the people around me played such an important uh, role into my in my life that you know I have that sense of a uh, sense of belonging um, irrespective yeah mm-hmm. and so talking about finances and balancing family finance I think is, is so important. We hear family finance quite a lot on the show. Um, however, we never really understand what the definition of family finance is. So to your understanding and to your expertise, what do you see family finance as being looked into? 
Yeah, I think I think finance, uh, uh, family finance is is all the financial activities uh, that happen within a, a household uh, or within a family, and 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 uh, you know, uh, I think it's that it's that straightforward, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it does not just only include uh, the expenses, the budgeting, and what what you know, it includes as well uh, the decision making, the behaviors, the norms the values, the belief systems um, mm-hmm. uh, around money. And, and, and that, is, that is very important. We can talk around uh, the practices in terms of budgeting and all of that, but the value systems and the, the, uh, the beliefs and the attitudes, the norms that you have, those are the things that moves with you <laughs> into different spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. And so why is it so necessary for us to be conscious of our family's finances? Yeah. Um I, I think yeah. I think it's 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 very very uh important. Um one of the things um in in terms of uh, uh finances in, in in the family is um to 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 have a level of uh, transparency when we uh, talking ar- uh, about uh, uh, finances, uh, but as well, um, sometimes if we don't, um, if we're not conscious, we can actually think uh, the family is at a different financial situation, and sometimes that happens. Hey, um, it happens uh, sometimes because parents, you know, and parents, for instance, like me, you know, still young, they say. You know, I don't want my child to grow up the way I did. I want my child to have a better life. And sometimes in doing that, you might portray a different um, financial position. Unknowingly, uh, the child is, you know, understands the family situation totally different. Like, yeah, we've got everything we need and what. And on the other side, the parents are struggling to get that, uh, that child to, to, to have these things. And then the demand starts and the, they don't stop, you know. So that's why it's very important to to be aware, you know, um, who does what here in the family, who are the financial decision makers, what practices do we use, what, you know, uh, we might not know the amount of income, but the number of income streams in the household, um, you know, the financial responsibilities, um, the behavioral pattern, uh, what do we know about personal finances and stuff like that, and how do we deal with money in general? Mm-hmm. And when do you think is the best time to allow a child to be aware of the family finance situation that they're in? <laughs> yeah, you know, as you say that, I, 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 I think about... Uh, um, a comedian, you know, uh, was explaining this uh, a dynamic that you know, as a parent, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't say to a, a, a six-year-old, "Listen, uh, we, 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 you know, we're under debt, and I, I don't know where the money is going to come from." And you know, you don't tell a, a six-year-old that you, you can't, you know, we, we all we experiencing financial strain, all of those things. Um, and we, you know, and, and he said, it's it's just bad leadership. 
you know, you mm-hmm. know certain things. So you 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 involve children at at at, at a certain level. So you you, you can't just um, um, when they are older and then you involve them in in, in deeper uh, financial um, um, issues. But it's it starts it's, it starts from uh, a very very young age. Um, where uh, you you teach children about uh, what's cheap and what's expensive, you know, so that children know, even if they don't know the price, but they know that's expensive. And expensive mean we we can't we can't buy it, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 needs and wants, you know, uh, and to prioritize and as well um, to 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 reduce instant gratification. All of mm-hmm. those are. Are very important. So you get you can really start uh, children off around. I mean, my um, my niece's daughter is around three. I mean that 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 won't work. So uh, <laughs> you know, still learning life and how the world works. I can <laughs> barely speak, but I think you know uh, around maybe seven, eight. You know, where they have some understanding and. Especially if you start going with them to the to shops and um, they're at that age, they must be taught around uh, finances because mm-hmm. then they don't understand what can we buy and what can't we buy. You see, mm-hmm. and you need to introduce those concepts then of um, expensive, cheap, mm-hmm. and then they they at least they know, you know, we can afford this, we can't afford that. They, they yeah. can differentiate those two. Yeah, well, that it makes total sense, especially when um, I think the, one of the ways that I'm sort of understanding is just doing by actions and letting a child learn through what you're going through and the practices that you're doing. For example, um, it could be, okay, how much do you think this is and how much do you think this is and then compare which one is better. So just those simple practices of allowing a child to understand a value of of an item or of an object is probably a way to start, I would assume. Yeah, it's definitely a, a way to start. You know, as, as you are now uh, talking about this issue, I, I'm thinking about... Um, you know the the role that um, experience uh, play as part of uh, teaching uh, personal finances. You know, and and this mm-hmm. is what we uh, what we what we uh, actually talking about. You know, bringing these um, experiences into into play so that um, uh, the children start learning about uh, finances and these are the things that people remember at my age and your age and and, and, and and older you know what used to happen at home and these are the things that they carry when they start <laughs> their own families and they have their own children to say okay i remember you know my mother or father we used to go or my parent we used to go or my guardian, you know, whoever is, is a person in authority at that stage, we used to go um, to to a shopping mall and, um, you know, what could we... Uh, and I remembered from that stage already, you know, uh, my, the parent telling me we don't have much and we need to make the most of what we have. 
and children mm-hmm. ha- and 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 adults have those uh, um, uh, stories when they were young, and they carry through, and they take those same practices and they apply it with their own children. So mm-hmm. so so so, uh, experience plays a big big part of 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 how people learn about money. Um, and it's simple as even taking your child into a bank. Uh, okay, <laughs> the the concept of branches nowadays is you know is fading somewhat away. Uh, but you know, um, or into financial institution, and, and they remember. You know, uh, at this age, uh, I went with my parent to the financial institution, and they took out an educational policy for me, and they told me. This is for me one day, and what one I should study and make them. A, and people remember these things, and 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 they're so strong um, experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, should one actively encourage or even foster that regular habit of discussing financial situations with the family? It's it's very. You see, it's very very important. You see, I I come from a culture where. You know, we don't we don't speak about about money. Um, the, the, my, my student I was um, uh, supervising now, uh, Jasmine Kingsman, uh, she did a, a study on financial planning, and she looked at culture. And um, among the the, the black uh, community, uh, you find um, a death. You know, the concept of death is not it's not spoken about. And, mm-hmm. and and I, I know from my own culture, um, they, they feel like um, you, you're bringing bad luck, you're calling it. You know, when you talk about it, you call it into existence. So don't mm-hmm. even talk about it. But what that does, it makes uh, the black community not talk about uh, having a will, you see? Because we can't mm-hmm. talk about having a will um, when we can't talk about death. We have to talk about what happens what will happen after your death? You see, mm-hmm. and then we talk about the world. But if someone doesn't want to talk about death at all, and 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 and, and that and that becomes so, there are those triggers as well when we start talking about um, uh, um, uh, personal finances. But it's very, very, very important to um, have disclosure and transparency around um, uh, uh, finances. Um, <laughs> you know, um, very interesting. I've, I've, in my in my PhD, I found uh, secrecy has a negative relationship with financial knowledge, and, and it makes sense. Uh, if we don't talk about uh, personal finances, people then uh, have their own ideas around uh, finances, and this is the very important part. They never learn from you, from 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 the older generation. So they never learn from their mistakes. So I grew mm-hmm. up as well, and then I do those same mistakes. Why? I saw my, my, my parents doing them. It was never explained to me. So I never knew, you know, this was a mistake and, you know, how far, you know, does it go? And, and, and so to, to break the cycle as well, it's not just about having, co- it's breaking a cycle. Having the mm-hmm. conversation. This is how we grew up, and this is how finances were managed. And now this is our family. This is how we do things. We don't want to do what we used to do when I was growing up, and what, what, what. And you explain these things, and 
it becomes then clear why we mm-hmm. need to talk about um, uh, personal finances in, in, in the home so that if we don't talk about it, it becomes a trigger, okay? You come in here, I don't know what's going on, and then I say, okay, uh, did you see we don't have oil today, and then you lash out. Then I don't understand because I just said oil or butter or sugar. Why, why mm-hmm. are you angry, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but, and this is the thing. If we don't talk about uh, finances, then, 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 then there's all of those lashing out and, and conflict and fighting, and, and, and money becomes a point of fighting um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and there's, 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 there's students, you know, uh, that I talk to around money and they'll tell you, you know, and they think money is just a, a source of evil in their family because every time it was spoken about, you know, the, the parents used to fight. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's really interesting to talk about that even more and especially when you're connecting it to generational trauma connecting it to the idea of okay this is what my parents did so i'll go Mm. follow through with that it definitely reminds me of like different situations that i hear of where um there are people that are living there are families that were living paycheck to paycheck lives they were just living what they earned they were just living through what they earned they didn't have any savings and that could definitely take an impact on how a child sees money as as well, especially with them, okay, this is, okay, I can easily live each paycheck and paycheck and just go through life that way without really having anything big that they're wanting to save for. And that could continue for generations to come as well in that position. Yeah, no, it, it can because uh, it, it shapes certain attitudes and, and this is really the issues when it comes because attitudes you know once once they're sh- shaped and and people believe it's very difficult uh to 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 unturn because uh, you know it's 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 their their mindset rests mm-hmm. on those on those ideas and then it's 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 uh very very difficult that's why people need to understand if they don't mm-hmm. understand they might get the wrong idea and and that happens uh, very much in the family, okay? Uh, a, a rich uncle comes uh, to 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 uh, visits us, or my brother makes it, and now he's wealthy, and now comes, uh, you know, uh, whenever they have a chance, they come to my place, and what, 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 what. Now, whenever they come, then my parents then, uh, let's say, um, um, do all these preparations. All of a sudden, the house gets painted, you know, uh, new people come in, uh, uh, different, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, people get invited. It's a big hoo-ha, okay? So mm-hmm. it's my brother, all right? And then I see this treatment, okay? I don't get this. Why is my brother getting this? Same, we're the same from same mother, you know, father, why, why? Okay, then as a child, I, I, I look at the situation or um, as I'm growing up, let's say there's an age difference, 10 years or whatever, or I look at the situation, I say, okay, to, to have respect, I need, I need to be wealthy, you see? And, and, and then it's not corrected. If that is not mm-hmm. corrected and we don't talk about what is happening here at home, why do we 
look at situations the way we do, or why do we treat others differently? And then that child grows up to say, okay, we respect people with money and those who don't ma- with no money, we, we, we don't give respect. And they become a problem to society. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so these things have big implications and they, and they move with this into their, in, into their spaces. If, if as a man, you're the only one who makes decisions and you don't listen to anyone and you're the main decision maker, guess what? What do you do to your partner? Same thing. So we, we need to talk about this thing so that we can correct it. That mm-hmm. no, you need to involve people in financial decision making. And that's the idea. Because in the past, it used to be the man's role to make the financial decision. And now we're moving to models where you need to involve. And, and, and before we used to say, you must involve the, the woman in the financial decision making. Now we're saying, no, 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 you involve the whole family in the financial decision. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's, it's not just you. Uh, everyone in the family needs to be part of financial decision making. Uh, to to have a better understanding, you don't have to. I mean, people, you know, worry about do I have to show so and so my salary? You know, uh, you don't have to. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not going to show the children, you know, your your salary. The only time I found out what my mother uh, earns is when I, I I turned eighteen. So you don't have to show them. I mean, there's nothing they'll do with it at early stages, but. Later on, they can as well help when they start working. Mm-hmm. And in terms of financial planning, as a, I mean, you're certified in that in that area and talking about what's the importance of having a financial goal that can sort of play a role in sort of empowering families and promoting their financial well-being. Yeah, um, uh, goal setting is, is is very important in financial planning. We actually uh, do it uh, with uh, some of my students in uh, financial coaching, and financial coaching starts with 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 goal setting, mm-hmm. um, um, and then everything is driven from that point. What would you like to achieve, and some short term, long term uh, goals. The thing is with 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 goals when it comes to finances is the financial goals that are a little bit uh, tricky because they are measurable. They need to be ran values um, to say you know uh, this you know I, I want to have this when I retire. I want to have this much. It must be measurable, and and that's a difference in 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 finance that those finance the, the the goals must eventually become financial goals, meaning they rand value. Um, mm-hmm. And then and, and that's the, you know, com- complex part, but I, I'm sure one could do it via apps and uh, online uh, uh, calcu- financial calculators as well to say how much uh, would I want to have at that stage. Uh, even with uh, children's education, which is one of uh, the financial goals to say, okay, want them to go to university one day, um, then uh, how much does university cost now and how much do we think it will increase within a certain period? And um, so how much do we need? And then then start making decisions to where do we put the money. Okay. And in terms of 
the financial socialization. So in terms of really talking through, um, talking with family members, what are some of the important aspects of it that lead to a really positive financial outcome for a family? Yeah, um, with, with with financial uh, socialization, as, as I've said, um, it is really, um, financial social is understood as, as the process uh, by which people um, acquire and develop. So the, the values, the beliefs, the norms, the financial knowledge, financial literacy, um, the attitudes and the behaviors. And ultimately, which is um, the, the main aim of personal finances is uh, financial well-being, to being happy with your own financial situation. And, and that's where everyone wants to be, you know, you just want to be happy with your own financial uh, uh, situation. So um, with uh, financial socialization, um, uh, what's quite important is uh, teaching um, that um, children need to be taught in the, in the household about uh, budgeting. We budget here in the household. How do we budget? Um, need to be taught around uh, savings. Uh, do we save and what do we save for? Some investments as well that we have. So that's quite important. But also the other one is role modeling. Uh, parents need uh, to uh, role model uh, certain uh, certain behavior. And role modeling is um, where children are looking at their parents playing a certain role. And then they say, okay, um, because you're, or you're, how you grew, uh, grow up and what you see, they become your role model, whether you know it or, or, or don't know it, because you are there for plus minus 20 years. So, I mean, really, you, you walk out there with a lot of, this is what my parents used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, that, so, so the role modeling is very important. And this talks to this experiences where, you're actually holding the child's hand to say, we're going to the bank. You know, we're not always going to uh, shopping malls. We, we go into financial institutions. Uh, we, we open bank, uh, bank accounts for children and all of those. Uh, so those two practices, teaching and, 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 and role modeling and, and, and financial communication, very, very important. Those are the three that one could kind of uh, focus on um, for to 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 improve uh, the the knowledge uh, to improve the, the attitudes that get shaped and as well uh, the behavior the behavior comes a lot from what my uh, role model used to do okay mm-hmm. so um, um, but yeah so the savings and stuff like that but what sometimes and now we talk about pos- positive socialization sometimes is negative and uh, so 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 children because they decide what they want to do they're human beings own brain so they'll make the, they'll make those uh, decisions right okay I saw the negative that my 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 my, my parents used to do I'm not going to do that so they <laughs> use it as a benchmark to say this is where it went therefore I'm going to do this but if you don't mm-hmm. talk about uh, things like that, adults actually say, I, I made certain mistakes, financial mistakes, which I, I, I didn't have to do. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. 
And how honest would you be in terms of, okay, when talking about the mistakes that you made financially, whether it's like, okay, I overspent or I used a credit card when I really shouldn't have, how honest should you be with a child and let them know that this is a mistake I made and I don't want you to repeat it? I, I think I think these stories are quite important, but as well, we need to look at um, ages. You know, obviously, you you don't uh, you, you're not going to tell this now to a six year old that you know I, I've got a problem with credit cards. I just don't, you know, I'm reckless. No, I mean the, that's not the information uh, the, that those children they they at the forming stage, so they need to understand concepts such as needs and wants. Uh, it's quite those things are important at that stage. But when you're talking now to 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 adults, I think it's a, it's a different uh, situation when you know your child is eighteen and above, and worse when they're at university. It's, it's just a different. You can then be honest. You don't have to reveal amounts, and I think this is what makes people fear to talk about money. You don't have to talk figures. You can just mm-hmm. talk about. Um, your experiences and how that has led to a certain situation um, that, you know, um, 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 this is the difficulty that we're experiencing here. Because the other thing that happens, you know, when, when people don't talk about financial situation, uh, uh, students actually now carry the burden and say, no, I must be the breadwinner at home. You, you have children who talk like that nowadays. Um, and 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 they start carrying a burden too early as well. So these are, are also things that you have to watch out for. That you don't transfer the ba- the burden from you as a parent to the child. That's not that's never the aim. So if if I'm gonna say you know we're uh, to my 18 year old child we're in debt now and people are gonna come and repossess. I mean. It, it, it helps no one. You just put that uh, that child now under stress, financial uh, stress, and now they carry the burden because you tell them and they think, okay, it means I must go and work. I must I must go and do and uh, do this and uh, and that, you know. Mm-hmm. But we can have conversations around debt and being careful and um, and the you know the stages I've overspent uh, on debt and it has led me to this uh, situation. It's better when they have a job and you you relay that type of information when they start working. But you have to as well tell them it's not about you taking care of me. Have to take care of yourself and not make the same mistakes. Because mm-hmm. these things, if they're unsaid, people make their own uh, their own assumptions. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think especially when it comes to the responsibility of a credit card and looking into the whole idea of, okay, it's money that I don't have now, but I'm still gonna be able to spend it on something. And I think growing up, you don't really see, I think I spent I spent so many times going out with my parents and they would use a credit card for clothes, yeah. they would use a credit card for going out. And then yeah. I saw it as, okay, it's money I will have later on, but I don't have now. So you saw yeah. it as, a way to spend money without actually spending the money that I have at the moment. However, it was never taught that there's such a interest rate on it. There's a mm. payback that you have to do. And it's something that 
I'm now having to learn as an adult on my own, even like without their help. And I'm teaching them that, yeah. okay, the use of a credit card and what I'm looking at financial planners to learn it for myself, because there's no way I can learn it for my parents who yeah. don't have their own understanding as to what financial literacy is. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think you, you touch on uh, so many important points uh, now. Um, and, 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 and this is the danger of um, observation, which uh, is called financial role modeling, where, you know, you're there. You're not a puppet. You can see what's going on, even if no one. So you're learning through observation of what is going on. But no one is bringing, the, that's why the teaching is important as well to say, uh, you know, and, and if you have an open uh, communication already, and then it's easier for the child to even ask certain questions. But if you don't have it, I mean, I, I'm not going to ask it, especially if I'm, I know I'm going to make my dad angry. You know, why, 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 uh, why ask? But a another important uh, uh, thing uh, that we maybe should touch on is as well, the, the money personalities also, and sometimes they call it money attitudes, depends, also play, play a role in this. Because some, mm -hmm. some, some people are um, very much um, like spenders, you know, and some people as well. For instance, you, you, you get people that are avoiders and um, they, they, when they don't have money, they don't want to talk about it. They don't, it, it's the typical don't open the, 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 the letters and don't answer the, the phone calls, you know. They don't want <laughs> to uh, face uh, the situation. So you must also look out. Uh, we have different uh, money personalities as well. There are people that are, are, are very vigilant and careful when it comes to money. And those people naturally draw up a budget and do all of those kind of stuff. Um and they're very careful and they keep receipts, uh, guarantees, what, what, they've got a box. You have people like that. Um, so, so, so you've got uh, people that are, are status driven, you know. Um, and it's all those different dynamics as well that must be understood within this context of mm -hmm. uh, financial decision making and, and, and family finances because uh, sometimes... Um, it's just a case of that playing its role within the family. We don't have money, but you went out to go buy the most expensive item. So th the person that you see in the family that um, uh, is more status orientated, then, you know, credit cards are not supposed to go together because they tend to end up in a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so so the, the money personalities play a role within all of this that we we, we are uh, talking about. And, and those are, are learned as well. And then you have your orders as well, who might not, um, um, who, who might not even want to spend some of the money. You know, they have it, they keep it, the, you know, they save it quite a lot. And, you know, people call them stingy and all of these kind of things. So you've got all of those dynamics. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, my household, both my parents are huge spenders, so it does not leave a lot of room for me learning how to save, yeah. which the literacy and the language and the understanding as to how to save for something is not something that 
was learned in the household. And I think that's a huge danger for a lot of other families when you're talking about the repercussions of families not being communicative about their own spending habits or not not even knowing their own spending habits. I don't think they, I think they, I think we were, my sister and I were both adults by the time my parents realized that they were both spenders and they are both loving to spend money, especially when they no longer had us to count as an expense now. Like we're both of us, my sister and I are both financially independent. And there's that aspect, okay, they're not spending money for us anymore. So it's a very interesting um, discussion to really look into with them. And it's not something they, they don't believe in financial planners. So they don't believe in, they just believe in, okay, we have the money, we are going to save it until there is a need that we need to spend it on. And yeah, it has not gotten anywhere for them. So the whole idea of a financial planner is not something that they, yeah. they're really believing in um, not spending. Why would you spend money on a financial planner that helps you to, that's going to help you to save? Yeah. So yeah, it's a very interesting conversation. Uh-huh. Even just talking about saving is very interesting and not something that is done in, I mean, not just my household, but also the culture and in my culture as well, because I'm, um, I'm part Malay, so we don't really talk about, in the Asian culture, we don't really talk about finances as well. It's a status-driven yeah. world. So yeah. there's not a lot of hope for <laughs> in my family to learn it inside there. You, you know what, uh, Dina, that's why, you know, in my writings now, and, uh, you know, I did it as well in my PhD, I've argued for a family approach uh, to financial education. And, and really... It talks to 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 these dynamics because, for instance, what you are telling me now, they they might not uh, come to a financial planner by themselves. But if you guys are there four five, you know, because <laughs> you are the only person who will in- be able to encourage your 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 parents to to take part in these things and to join you as a family activity. And then mm-hmm. that can happen in that way. Um, and, 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 you know, I continue to argue that this is now the approach that needs to be taken. It's, it's, it's no value. I mean, is, and it's exactly what you were saying now, that you learn things by yourself and then you take it to your, to your parent. So it happens mm-hmm. naturally, that system. So now if you can involve everyone in one space as a family um, and we, we talk about budgeting and what what and then the family have a you know like we used to do in, in, in the classroom have a group discussion about what was said and what what so this group-based approach um, and that will yield better results because as part of the learning there are some experiences then we share and then there's some things that you learn now about finances that you didn't know within the family. And then mm-hmm. it opens a space that would naturally not be there to talk about um, uh, uh, about uh, personal finances. For instance, we deal with uh, parents here at uh, Rhodes University and uh, we do some coaching with them. We just started it's a small group. But... Um, and, but now this is where we need to move to where 
the parents bring the children in because sometimes the, 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 the children understands better what is being said and then can translate that information better than any educator can because they have that relationship as <laughs> you know uh, and even with siblings it's, it's, it's so powerful but yeah I think sometimes things take a while uh, to, 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 to break through uh, to people but definitely that's the way forward uh, so <laughs> way forward as well for financial planning this idea that you're going to meet one person and the wife is at home and then when uh, the husband dies now, the wife needs to catch up to the whole financial plan and the things of the household. And they didn't know these things. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, they must be both there from the beginning. And the children <laughs> must know who the financial planner is. If something happens to those uh, parents, that child must know who the go-to person is. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and for me, you know, when, when people ask me the value of financial, I say that is it. One go-to person, you know, you don't have to go around uh, searching for things. One of the greatest value of a financial planner is that it's, 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 it's a go-to person. When things go wrong or whatever, we know where we go. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we clear about that and we know where we go and the children know. So and so, like the same as a family doctor and a family lawyer. You know, people know where to go. I know who was a GP when I grew up. And, and it, makes it, it makes it a little bit easier to know where the go-to person is, uh, mm -hmm. where, where, you know, when, where, when things happen, especially when you deal with holistic financial planning, dealing with all the areas in the family. But how do you do that when all the family members are not involved? Yeah, no, that is that is a very good point. And I think um, the importance of a family financial planner is also, I, get, I think, gives a child some sort of independence mm -hmm. as well as to knowing, OK, you don't have to know everything, but you can know the people to go to to find out. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I and, think that's probably what my family, the whole family lacked throughout <laughs> my whole childhood. <laughs> and, 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 and there's a link as well, because if so-and-so are my mother's or father's or my parents or my guardian's financial planner, they might become mine and they might become my children's and, 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 and we continue like that. So mm -hmm. it opens another completely different space of I don't have to go searching around or what, what, you know, this was a trusted person even or this company was a trusted company even at the time that I was growing up and I remember how they used to treat us and what, what. All those positive emotions are these things that really um, uh, um, um, enable uh, uh, commitment and, and, and loyalty. Mm -hmm. No, it's, that fits in really nicely with our next section, which is the practice and habit part of the show. So as a certified financial planner, what are some practices that you would recommend to a family to enhance their financial literacy? Yeah, you, you, you see, I, I think any financial planner, when they do start, they talk about, you know, budgeting, budgeting, uh, because that is like uh, the basics of, of, of um, um, uh, financial planning. Uh, it's like uh, the I don't know um, 
you know that's where you begin it's the it's the it's the, it's the beginning phase of financial planning and obviously you can uh, move up to higher practices uh such as uh maybe planning for your retirement or um estate planning you can you can move up but it starts with budgeting um it would be nice if budgeting could be a fun activity uh, that we do in, in in the house and we have discussions around. You don't have to put the the salary in. I know the traditional is put your salary there and then what comes out of there. And people are very secretive around that. So then just have the expenses and have discussions around the expenses. Do we need this? Uh, should we have this? And what can we take out? You know, uh, the budget is very tight. And, and we have a discussion, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes even children will say, we, but we don't use that. You know, I, I see you, you subscribe every month, but we don't really use it and there's no use for it. And you've been paying for it, but no one really uses it and you don't have time to use it. So to have those uh, discussions are, are, are very important. Um, so budgeting, but I think as well, uh, financial goals. Or, 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 you know, having these these financial goals are very important. Um, you know, when you uh, Maslow's hierarchy, uh, when you look at uh, at that, and uh, you have your uh, your basic need survival, uh, and uh, your security as well. Um, there's a way to set up your your financial goals in that way, and you you look at um, uh, your your financial survival goals. You know, mm-hmm. um, in, in in the sense of um, you know water, uh, water that we uh, you know paying bills for water and electricity, the the needs. You know, making mm-hmm. sure that those um, and and I'm going to tie back with with this budget thing. And then as well, security and the security will be, uh, we have a life policy, you know, if something uh, were to happen. Um, 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 yeah, so we, we've got that. Um, and then the, the other goal is uh, the, the growth, financial growth goals. So we've got the security. Education also falls there, making sure there's a, a plan for education, uh, for life policy that's in place and that falls with security and 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 this is very important to have with your budget with your budget because sometimes you you must uh, be careful of your budget being about survival goals okay it's it's things that we must do on a, a monthly basis but is nothing around security life policy mm-hmm. there's nothing around financial growth goals investments um you know uh so you need to talk about budget in that space and look at your budget in that way that so that you're not making a mistake that you're maintaining every month and Mm -hmm. there is there's no growth because you have not you don't have financial growth goals to say okay invest a certain amount uh, okay, save, or you can start with saving, then eventually investing. It, this amount, so that 
one day I've got this amount, whatever you're going to use it for, but at least you have that. And as well, in terms of security, the necessary insurances, are they in place if something were to happen? And then you look at your budget in that way. And I think once you do this, you can have conversations as well. It brings conversation in so that children understand that um, when I set my budget, there's this process or this uh, uh, list of priorities that I go through that I follow in terms of what is important. We invest as a family or we save. Uh, this is life policy as a family. And as well, these are the, the survival uh, goals that we need, the needs that need to happen within the family. And then you can go into a, a different conversation about uh, financial needs and wants as well. These are okay. the needs because they fall in a certain space. Yeah. And going into it, what are some of the challenges that families may that occurrences that may happen, some challenges that may happen to a family when going through that practice of budgeting. Yeah, I, I, one, one, one of the things with uh, budgeting is always, you know, um, 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 the the time as well. You know, when do we do it? Um, because mm -hmm. everyone's going to say the busy. Uh, we don't have time for this and uh, things are are working as normal. So uh, one needs to ar arrange a certain time for these things. Um, usually it would be nice if we arrange it when when times are good. You know, we, we don't have financial conversation when... And that's, that is actually what actually happens these days. People have conversation because someone has died now. We need to talk about contributions. That's what happens in my culture. Um, mm -hmm. So, 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 time uh, is a very important uh, element. Um, resistance as well, uh, uh, convincing certain people uh, to 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 be part of it, and it's very difficult to break out uh, of of norms. Um, so, so those are so those are the challenges that uh, families will, will face. So you. You need you need someone a champion around these things. You need a champion, someone who's gonna be the one who's doing it and one who's mm -hmm. rallying everyone. Let us do it. Mm -hmm. I think especially when it comes to the having to do it every week or every month, or having to do it continuously, because you can do it a couple of times and then something happens and you don't end up doing it, so you fall out of the habit of doing it, and then everyone just gets lazy or forgets about it or just doesn't want to do it. And then it's not a priority to everyone because they've done it a couple of times already and it doesn't need to go any further. I, I think what, what uh, with, with budgeting, what makes it uh, very uh, challenging for, for, for most people is to have, you know, these um, exact figures and, uh, uh, sitting down and you know they find it a, a tedious activity and some mm -hmm. find it even a, a boring uh, um, ac ac activity that's why I say you know if we if we make it a, a family approach and as well you know we have uh, a certain item that uh, 
this amount should go there, the allocation of, 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 of money, a certain amount there, certain amount there, certain amount there. Um, I've, I've, I've even said, you know, there are different ways of budgeting. I've even said uh, uh, to my students, sometimes you can look at uh, where your money goes, uh, where you spend most of your money. Is it with your family? Is it with your friends? Is it with your partner? Mm-hmm. Is it at where? Uh, and as well, put a me. How much do you spend on yourself? Because sometimes we, we even forget spend money on everyone but yourself. So there's actually nothing you actually do for yourself. So I've I've even said that. So don't even have it as, um, you know, approach it in that way. That there's me, there's family, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so, you know, and you allocate it, you know, and you allocate uh, uh, certain amounts to, to, to you know, to, to family, our family, mm-hmm. okay? These are what we need to do here. And then friends, this is how much. And then me, this is how much. Children, this is how much. And and then it becomes not this boring thing of Excel, um, you know, water 500. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. people don't want, I, I think they don't want that. They don't yeah. want this boring thing that they need to do and they, and they don't even understand where it's, go- it's going. But the, the, the difference with budgeting is whenever you budget, you spend money better. Don't know mm-hmm. how it works, but that's exactly how it, it, it just just budget for one, just for one, one month. You'll see mm-hmm. money just goes further. But, yep. but, but, but the thing is, is certain things are in place, you see? Um, the attitudes, the the behavior. You have not been budgeting for ten years. No, oh, I mean it's like gymming, you know. That's why you <laughs> gym and you stop and you gym and you stop. It takes a while to get to the level of um, commitment and behavioral change. So <laughs> you you will do it and drop and do it. So that's why some people need to do it with partners. Eh? They don't gym alone. <laughs> they need a motivational person. Same thing in finance. You need people to do it with so that they encourage when I don't have time or when I'm weak, they are strong. And that is that is amazing piece of advice to also end the whole show on and to talk about the final final piece of advice that can sort of be happening. And I think especially when we budget the idea of not putting ourselves in we end up taking money unrealistically out of other places and end up using that on ourselves because it's not a realistic budget if we're not really adding yourself into it. Because I know, especially the way that um, I've seen budgeting, you they don't have that me section. So when you're wanting to spend money on yourself, you end up taking the money out of the savings or out of a credit card or other places that you would find money. So it's, it's a great idea and a great analogy of sort of adding yourself into it and adding that as a as a priority as well because you sort of really do forget yourself when you're budgeting when you're going through the money expenses and you're talking about groceries but you don't even mention okay I'm going to get my hair cut that day that month or that week or that that sort of amount of time that you are in that time budget. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I stress it with my students all the time. And I think this idea that uh, personal finance needs to be uh, boring, you know, 
Um, for me, that doesn't make sense. And we need to find, you need to find ways of how uh, you can make budgeting work for you. You know, we understand the whole idea is that you don't spend money without thinking about it first. That is mm-hmm. the, the basis of a, of a budget. So how then can we, what ways can we, you know, come up with here in the family that are exciting so that we think about our spending before we actually do it? And, and, and whatever then you, you guys do as a way of doing that, and that encourages you guys to continue doing that, I think that, then that, that is wonderful. And that is a way that uh, that can be uh, sustainable. But um, I know for myself, I mean, I'm a certified financial planner. I find it boring to write an Excel sheet. That, uh, I mean, it's uh, maybe we need some, you know, pie charts and, you know, and uh, uh, some drawings and, you know, and you uh, you just allocate the amounts. This amount, they, they, they. Or you color in. Some people color in, and they've got different targets, and they color in to to show you know this is how much we spend on the grocery this much, and and mm-hmm. and they have those charts uh, every month. So it's not a it's not a silly thing, or you know it's not a boring thing, and people can color in, and uh, children can color in. You can color in. Everyone can color in now in the family, you know, and they can have their own ones. How much they were given as well as pocket money and how much they spend everywhere. And they can color in the, in the figures to show this is where they are. And then at the mm-hmm. end of the month, we have a discussion and there's a visual picture and we have a look at it and we have a nice conversation. Oh, I see you spend your pocket money here and here and this is what we did in the family. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this, you know, Excel sheet with uh, tables and what, what, that is boring and and no, no, it, it must be mm-hmm. exciting. They must want to talk about personal finances. And we, we then, one of the other important ones, we, we celebrate successes. You know, I tell that to, to my students when they coach, and I said, you celebrate successes because then there's no point. You must celebrate, mm-hmm. oh, we've achieved this and what, what. Okay, we're getting pizzas tonight and what, what, because of our, oh, we're going out because of what we've achieved as a family. So we celebrate. This is why we're here. We, mm-hmm. we, 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 we could follow our budget for the month. And this is why we're here. We're celebrating as a family. Or, or as a family, we know if we do this monthly and then at the end of the year or in the middle of the year, we're going on holiday somewhere. Who's not going to be interested in that? Even children are interested in that. Yeah. yeah uh, because they, they understand where we're going with this thing. And, and and those are great motivators. So we just need a different way to think about personal finance. It must not be this this thing that is this awful and you know. Yeah, we must just be innovative around it. Yes. Yeah. Well that's that's an amazing piece of advice to sort of end our conversation on. And I love the idea of pie charts. I think that's amazing and different colors and color coding it. I think um, that is such a cool way of inviting a child to sort of understand money and finances. So that's a really cool piece of advice that I will definitely try out myself first. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, Zoli, for joining me on the show today. 
Um, if there is a way, if there is a conversation that audience members would like to get in touch with you and ask advice or ask something that I have missed, is there a way that they are able to get in contact with you? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm at Rhodes, so uh, Rhodes University. Um, so uh, the Department of, of, of Commerce, they can, I'm, I'm on there. I've recently now have a LinkedIn uh, profile as well, Polila Antoni there, so they can get in contact with me through there. And then there's ResearchGate, uh, but that's usually for researchers as well, so uh, one can get in contact with me uh, through those. Um, uh, yeah, so emails, I think emails, uh, my numbers are there on uh, or on our website is Rhodes University. Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that's the way perfect well i will put that down in description of our youtube platform as well just so it's easy for all audience members to find um because i know there'll definitely be questions on something that i have missed in certain some areas so yeah thank you so much Zoli, for um joining me on today and thank you guys so much for listening i will see you all in the next episode that we have You've been listening to All Together, the Family Science Insights podcast, produced by Family Science Labs, a division of LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. More episodes are available from 10 life management perspectives and can be found by searching LMSL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, share, and subscribe to our channel so that other people can find it and we can continue to provide quality content. More of our work can be found on our website at fa.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Dina Sargent, and thanks for tuning in.